Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, oh the, the Horror. Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, <laughs> comments, you? and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can also check our website out at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Check out our back catalog, connect to your social media links, connect yep. to your favorite platforms. Yep. You know, and right and once when, you're there. Once you're there, just, you know. You know, you're already in your app. Give us all the stars yeah. they offer. Yeah, Put give a and review in yeah. there. Yeah. Especially for Spotify and iTunes or, yeah. you know, Apple, so to speak. Whatevs. Yeah. I have to read all of this before I you put it away. You cast it aside? Yeah, before so I cast it aside. So you don't glitch? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I love when you just look at me like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I have to say words. I'm oh, like, no. yeah, yeah, they're right there. Well, here's what happens. <laughs> I'll explain this to everybody. I have this little sheet and, you know, we got a little script. It says us, you yeah. know, hello, horror fanatics. And then it says me. I'm yeah. Frank, Jen, and I'm Jen. We welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh, the horror. Yeah. We've had this sheet of paper, which is so sweet. We've since had this the since beginning. The beginning. Yes. Since we did. Yes. Uh, numero uno. Numero the trailer. Uno. Well, the, yeah, I think the trailer was this, or we modified it up a little yeah. bit, but but this was definitely since Haunted Houses. Definitely. So I, I think that's kind of neat. It is you neat. Know? But then what happens is, is you know, there's Frank. Because you're like, I've done this a hundred and some odd times. I can do well, this. Well, I just get wrapped up in things, you know, and and then like there's my line there. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep in all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. You've and glitched then, on that one. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> but but you say then you say your part. Yeah. And then uh, here's exactly what happens when I go to say the last part and I've tossed it aside. Uh -huh. I'll look at the sheet quick and I just instantly get drawn to your name. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe. It's like, oh, we just did that. Yeah. And that's the glitch. That's the silent. I'm like, we just did that. You can also <laughs> submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Just to kind of dive into oh, the- Oh, boy. Dive into the oh. septic tank of my brain there. That's uh. You'd think we'd never done this before. Well, we haven't. We've only done it for now 120 times. Yes. And yes. we've not discussed this before. So. Yeah. Yeah. This topic that we're yeah. doing? Yeah. I don't even think we've discussed it amongst ourselves. Have we done cults before? God, there's so many. I know. It's so target rich. And every time I think like, oh man, are we even going to have enough? Oh yeah. Nah. Oh yeah. No. Here's the thing. It's the gift that keeps <laughs> on giving. And I that think. And serial killers. I think with as lost as people are now spiritually and like yeah. grounded wise. Yeah. I think cults are going to make a big resurgence. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I've told you this yeah. on, you know, our little sidebars and stuff throughout the day, you know, and like, I think there's going to be a resurgence of cults. They're still going. Yeah. But, but I think there's going to be this resurgence. I think they are now. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some really huge ones that people are roped into but I'm getting into the, like these break off ones where people just get uh they take things a little too far. Oh my lord! Yeah, this one's kind of on the mild end. 
I would call this a mild cult. Uh, uh, I have a personal account. Oh no, there's some, but what great. I'm saying is, it's yeah. like this. I mean, all things considered. Yeah, if we were it to rate could have been cults, much worse. If we yeah. were to rate cults, I I would I would put this one I mild, medium to mild. Yeah. If we were doing hot wing sauce. <laughs> so you'd have mild, medium, and hot and like inferno. Okay, so who's the reaper? Yeah, so all right, we'll have mild, medium, yep. hot, and reaper. Yeah. You wanna do that? Okay. That's, that's our hot scale. Okay. Okay, so this I would put in the mild to medium. Okay. You know. Uh, medium, anywhere from like medium to high, you're starting to get into the way down. Yeah. Uh, the, the way down through yeah. there, you know, you, people aren't necessarily getting hurt, even though someone did om- almost yeah. got murdered and, you know, people were <laughs> yeah. having health problems and things like yeah. that. But, but as far as overall exposure to other people, right. Yeah. You know, I'm throwing them in the medium yep. to medium yeah. to high category. I would even throw Nexium. And the, we're getting almost into the high, the hot, the hot stuff. Yeah. They're, they're messing themselves up, but they're not really going far out into other people. Right. Yeah. Scientology, I'm going Reaper. Yeah. They're Reaper. They're Reaper. Because not only. Because he was trying to pull in whoever he could. Yeah. And he did. And and then hit the freaking mic drop. Boom. You know. He might be da bomb. Well, and they shot a, they shot a senator. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they did. I'm sorry, but if you go out shooting senators, you're doing cult like shit. Yeah. I'm yeah. just gonna say it yeah. right there. I you know, and <laughs> you know of course, and people that are close to me, I can't stand the government. Mm-hmm. I am just so mm-hmm. anti government, it's crazy. But when you are shooting senators, you're doing cult like stuff. You crossed a line. Yeah. yeah. It's like that one guy that went out and hit up the baseball field and he's hitting senators. This is for healthcare. And you know, he's like a Bernie yeah. fan or something. It's like you were no different than the Johnstown or the Jonestown, Jonestown. folks yeah. that were nailing that senator just trying and he was leaving. Yeah. Like he was ready he was to going. leave. And then yeah. they were just like, fuck, this guy can't leave. You know? Yeah. He's got all the de- he's got all the dirty details. This, this guy I saw too much, you know. Yeah, they well, were reminded and, of how crazy they were. Yeah, that and he was leaving with like a dozen other followers, and they're like, yeah. "This can't happen." Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not good for us. Makes me think of that song, "Dirty Laundry." Mm. Like they don't want, they don't want anybody to air their dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah. that's our shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't have it because it's our shit. Yeah. So we're at episode 120, season three. Yes. Christian science cult. Yeah. It's called Christian science. It is called Christian science. We're, but we're adding cult because it sticks. Yes. Yeah. So yes. what do you got for sources here? Sources, sources, sources. Yeah. Christianscience.com. Of course. Why not? Thirdmill.org. Mm. Thegospelcoalition.org. Mm-hmm. In an article from 2019 from theguardian.com. I saw the Guardian one. That's I figured a, you were going to be uh, all yeah, over that that's one. That's a, a true yeah. account of a family that was in in the cult, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. I um, I got third mill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got oneway.jesusanswers.com. <laughs> I found that. I was like, well, I got to check this out. And... Uh, Womenofgrace.com. <laughs> yes. Ladies, I gotta tell you. 
We do some stupid shit, especially when we're in a position of power. Especially that person. Yeah. 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 I've looked at so many pictures of her. I, I think prefer not to. I think here's the thing that we'll find out. And this is why I was happy to do this one. Because, mm-hmm. again, not your typical cult. No. You know? No. This one, uh, again, started with good intentions. Yes. You know, as yes. many things do. And then and then things slip sideways. Yeah. And uh, and Just then here's... A bit offside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit here and there. Yeah. A little bit here and there. And then the next thing you know, you're in crazy town. Yeah. And... I, I, I wonder if you're a leader of this cult and you're just like, and I'm not saying this one specifically, but just period. I wonder if there's a point where you sit there and you're like, yeah, this has gone too far. You know, should we, I'm going to rock it out. Should but, we dive into this? You know, this one? Yeah. Yeah. I think what's great is that it, these cults have shown that it doesn't matter. And it really shows what happens when just raw, unadulterated, unchecked power. Yes. Hits people. With absolute power. You know, yeah. Uncle it ben. corrupts. Absolutely. Unless you have Uncle Ben in your life, then you become Spider-Man. Well, yes, Uncle Ben's was with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's therein lies the problem yeah. is nobody understands that once they have the power, mm-hmm. they've got this huge, enormous responsibility yeah. to care for their flock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the error in this is that Jesus made it look so easy that everybody's like, I can do that. And then they're like, oh, man, <sighs> like, I got to do work. I got to take care of, like, these people expect me to take care of them. Mm-hmm. They expect me to have all the answers. And I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, man. Yeah, it's a whole different bowl of noodles, but. Yeah. You know. So let's get into this. Let's get cult. into it. Sure. So Christian science is a cult. If you Google cults, yeah. this this one comes up. Pretty consistently. Yeah, it's prominent. It was founded by Mary Baker Eddy, who was born 1821, died 1910. As the story goes, in 1866, Mary Patterson, her name changed to Mary Baker Eddy Mm -hmm. after her marriage, slipped on some ice and was in critical condition. She asked for her Bible, and while reading it, she suddenly recovered. She later called this the moment she discovered, quote-unquote, Christian science. She taught her system to numerous men and women, and in 1875, she published Science and Health, explaining the science, quote-unquote, of her healing methods. In 1877, she married one of her students, Asa Gilbert Eddy. Christian churches would not accept her teachings, so in 1879, she founded the Church of Christ Scientist. Mm -hmm. She later founded a college and published a newspaper, the Christian Science Monitor, which may be familiar to folks. So, though most have left it, there are some several well-known individuals this who I, were deceived by this cult. This I didn't know. So, I, I here was, we go. I know. Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Robin Williams. Kelsey Grammer. Henry Fonda. Elizabeth Taylor. Audrey Hepburn. Mm. Ginger Rogers. Joan Crawford. Marilyn Monroe. Doris Day. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. <laughs> Val Kilmer. Jim Henson. Alan Shepard. Ernest Hemingway. And they stopped there, but there's more. There's more. Yeah. yeah. So. You, you know what's weird of that, too? A lot of different types of people there. 
Yeah. yeah. That's a spectrum in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of different people there, like of different. It wasn't just like, say, no. comedians or this no. or that or whatever. No. The Audrey Hepburn hurt. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That one That one hurt. Cause I know. Yeah. Yeah. Audrey and I go way back. She's amazing. I had such a crush on her when I was a little kid. Breakfast to Tiffany's? And like, still do. Like, I see her on camera, and I'm just like, uh, I just can't even She speak. advocated so hard when she was in My Fair Lady. She wanted to sing so badly, yeah. and they would not let her. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I get why they yeah. had a yeah. fantastic voice, but, mm-hmm. you know, no, what it's... if... What if she could have pulled it off? No, well, you know, I mean, and then Ginger Rogers as well. I know. Because I'm just a I know. huge, huge fan. What shocked me was Marilyn Monroe. Like, that, I wouldn't. I wasn't surprised by that. I wouldn't have thought she would have given two shits about any of that. Like, she know. was just all concerned with. Here's my opinion on Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. I think Marilyn Monroe's like Dolly Parton. No one knows who she is. No one knows. And I think Marilyn Monroe had this facade out mm-hmm. that everybody bought, mm-hmm. that everybody, but I don't yeah. think there was a single person that knew Marilyn Monroe. Like I said, just like yeah. Dolly Parton, it's all an act. What you see of Dolly Parton, aside from her generosity and like her great personality, yeah. that's her. Mm-hmm. But like everything else, who knows? You know, I don't think anyone knows except her husband. Yeah. And that's it. Nobody's seen her non, you know, not done up since she Mm -hmm. was a kid. Yeah. You know, young. But, yeah, I think Marilyn Monroe might have been the same way. Maybe. You know, because, yeah, the stuff I see her involved in, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. You know, the president, for starters. <laughs> the mafia. Yeah. Uh, Christian science. You know, yeah. we just learned now. I mean, it's it's all over the place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's weird. But, yeah. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Robin Williams. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer. Henry Fonda. Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. Audrey Hepburn. Ginger Rogers. Joan Crawford. Marilyn Monroe. Doris Day. Robert Duvall. Val Kilmer. I knew that. And Jim Henson. Yeah. Alan Shepard. If I'm, I'm going to be honest. Because Alan Shepard went to space. He was one of the astronauts that went. Jim like, Henson cut pretty deep for me because I was like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, I thought you were like Mr. <sighs> Rogers or, you know, like the. the yeah. You know. you know, you got your Muppets. I love the Muppet show. Yeah. And and then I love the his whole amazing world. stories. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. And then Ernest Hemingway. Well, I mean. You know. Hey, that didn't surprise me. No, but I mean, it's just such a wide. It is a vast pool. All right, so what did they all get into? So Mary Baker Eddy, uh, this is directly from Christian Science, was asked if Christian scientists, yeah, okay, okay, had a religious creed, and she answered, "Quote: They have not. If by that term it meant doctrinal beliefs, Mm. science and health." With key to the scriptures, pages 496 to 497 is where that's referenced. Mm. She did provide a few tenets or key points that briefly summarize the teachings of Christian science. 
they're supposedly rooted in the Bible. So here we go. Let's do this. Tenets of Christian science. Number one, as adherents to truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two, we acknowledge and adore one supreme and infinite God. We acknowledge his son, one Christ, the Holy Ghost or divine comforter, and man in God's image and likeness. Three. We acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin and the destruction of sin and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil as unreal, but the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. Four, we acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine, efficacious love unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way, shower mm-hmm. and we acknowledge that man is saved through Christ through true truth life and love as demonstrated by the Galilean prophet in healing the sick and overcoming sin and death five we acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection served to uplift faith to understand eternal life even the allness of soul mm. spirit and the nothingness of matter Okay. Mm. Six, and we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. The Bible says that God is love. It's not going to (laughs) matter. 1 John 4.16. God's love is at the core of Christian science. Mary Baker Eddy wrote that, quote, divine love is the substance of Christian science, the basis of its demonstration, yea, its foundation and superstructure. Those, end quote, those who practice Christian science do their best to live the bold, generous, and compassionate love that Christ Jesus laid out in his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5.17. This is the heart of its Christianity. Christian science is also a science because it's based on God as infinite principle as well as unchanging love. God loves all of us unconditionally and is the only true power and source of all good. Christian science explains the spiritual laws of love that Jesus relied on to heal sickness and sin. These laws are reliable and can be proven. People are doing the same kind of healing today as they learn more about what God really is. Their Bible is the King James Version. The Bible is the foundation for the theology and practice of Christian science. Jesus' ministry especially shows how we can experience healing and regeneration as we learn that our true identity is completely spiritual. The first chapter of Genesis states clearly that we are made in the image and likeness of God. The lives of Abraham, Jacob, Moses, and the prophets, as well as those of Jesus and his followers, are rich examples of God's power to reform and heal. For Mary Baker Eddy, Christian science flowed out of an inspired understanding of the Bible. Through prayer and Bible study, she learned about the divine laws behind spiritual healing. These laws of God are powerful, always in operation to heal, redeem, and bless humanity. The title of her primary work, Science and Health, includes the phrase, quote, key to the scriptures, end quote. This indicates its inseparable connection with the Bible. When describing her discovery of Christian science, she wrote, quote, the Bible has been my only authority, and, 
The Bible contains the recipe for all healing, end quote. Science and Health, pages 126 and page 406. Of the six brief tenets of Christian science, the first is, as adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. This is from Science and Health, page 497. A weekly Bible lesson offers individual study and is the heart of the Sunday worship services. Sunday school for students up to age 20 is based on the Ten Commandments, the Lord's Prayer, and the Sermon on the Mount. And readings from the Bible are also featured in midweek testimony meetings where attendants can share ways they've applied the spiritual lessons of the scriptures to real-life challenges, both big and small. The Mary Baker Eddy Library maintains a collection of rare and historic Bibles. This historic Bible collection began with a donation of rare English language Bibles and has grown to include many editions of notable importance in the history of mankind. I would actually be interested in checking that out. Yeah. The library. Nothing else, just the library to look at the Bibles. Mm -hmm. I don't care about her thing. Yeah. So this is all still from the Christian Science site. Mm -hmm. Mary Baker Eddy was a spiritual pioneer. Her work covered the disciplines of science, theology, and medicine. And that's where they get in trouble, and that's where they get their cult status. Mm -hmm. She studied the Bible her whole life. In 1866, she experienced a dramatic recovery from a life-threatening accident after reading one of Jesus' healings. From that moment, she wanted to know how she had been healed. She read the Bible and prayed for answers. It became clear to her that spiritual healing was based on divine laws of God and spirit. She proved that these laws could be applied by anyone to heal every form of human suffering and sin. Spiritual healing isn't miraculous, but an effect of understanding God's all power and love. It's as provable today as it was in biblical times. For the next 40 years, Mary Baker Eddy practiced, taught, and shared this healing science of Christianity. As Mary Baker Eddy became known as a Christian healer, she was often asked to cure cases that had been given up by doctors. Mm, Well, that's debatable because, again, this is from their site. Once Mm -hmm. she went to see a woman who'd been given up as dying by a well-known physician, she wrote about this experience. Quote, on seeing her immediately restored by me without material aid, He asked earnestly if I had a work describing my system of healing. He urged me immediately to write a book which should explain to the world my curative system of metaphysics, end quote. The First Church of Christ, Scientist in Miscellany, page 105. When she went home, Mrs. Eddy opened her Bible to the verse in Jeremiah, quote, Thus speaketh the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto thee in a book, end quote. Jeremiah 32. That clear message to her from God prompted her to write Science and Health with key to the scriptures. At the time, she was already writing notes that would expand into her textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. This book contains the full explanation of Christian science and its biblical foundation of spiritual healing. For over a century, readers have shared how reading and studying Science and Health has given them a new spiritual sense of the Bible and of their unchangeable relationship with God. These new insights result in physical healing and moral regeneration. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
Mary Baker Eddy went on to establish the Church of Christ Scientist. It's a Christian denomination and worldwide movement of spiritual healers. She published 16 more books and started several weekly and monthly magazines, the Christian Science Sentinel, the Christian Science Journal, and the Herald of Christian Science that feature articles on Christian science practice and verify testimonies of healing. In 1908, when she was 87, she founded the Christian Science Monitor, a global newspaper that provides balanced, humane coverage of world news. It is alert to progress and promise, as well as to humanity's need to address suffering and conflict. It was established to, quote, injure no man, but to bless all mankind, end quote. The First Church of Christ Scientist in Miscellany, page 353. Mm. The Monitor publishes a daily digital edition on its website, and a weekly print magazine. It distributes news coverage and commentary via articles, charts, audio, and video content. So after you read their little blurbs, you're like, yeah, all right. Okay, let's, it, it doesn't seem so bad. This is this is how a lot of them get in. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like when I was taking those little uh, online courses through Scientology. Yeah. It's all common sense stuff, mm-hmm. you know, on a Scientology end. It's just good tips to get your I life mean, organized and get your um, head together. And the the things they were doing for Nexium, those mm-hmm. business. Yeah, the business. Uh, I can't even remember what they were. The business success program. Yes. Yeah. So let's get into nine things you should know about Christian science. Yeah. Dean's, Dean's all about it. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty vocal this it sure episode. is. Yeah. One. Yeah. The science of Christian science is spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. Christian science is a non-Christian sect that was created by New Englander Mary Baker Eddy. After being severely injured in 1866, Eddy turned to the Bible where she claims to have discovered the laws of spiritual healing. In her view, spiritual healing isn't miraculous, but an effective understanding God's all power and love. Eddie and two dozen of her followers were granted a charter by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts in 1879 to found the Church of Christ Scientist. Mm. The group changed its name to the Church of Christ Scientist in 1892. Two, Christian scientists claim to have no doctrines, though they do have six tenets. When asked if Christian scientists had a religious creed, again, she was like, "Mm, no, but, you know, we do have these doctrinal beliefs. Three, their pastor is not a human, but a pair of books. For Christian scientists, the ultimate textual authority is not the Bible, but Eddie's Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. In that book, Eddie says that Christian science is unerring and divine. While the Bible has been corrupted and contains manifest mistakes, yet together, Science and Health and the Bible, usually the King James Version, are considered the universal pastor for the Church of Christ Scientist. During worship services on Sundays, a Bible lesson, a sermon of passages from these books, is presented by readers. Their Wednesday services include topical readings from the pastor and time for congregants to, quote-unquote, share how it has illumined their inseparable relationship with God and brought about healing through prayer, end quote. Well, and it would also make sense that she's coming from that background because she came from a Protestant background. So she's going to be stemmed deep in the King James Bible. Mm-hmm. She's going to be stemmed deep in those those writings. You know. King James version of the Bible was like the Bible for 
a long time. Like if you were going to get a Bible, that was the version that that was most readily available. Well, yeah, but again, that was the breakoff sect mm-hmm. from Catholicism because before the Protestant and King James Bible and all that stuff, there was yeah. the Catholic Bible. You yes. know, so yeah, this was kind of the way for everyone else to move that didn't agree with what the Catholics were doing, but yeah. I mean, what is it missing? Four books that the Catholic Bible doesn't have? It's basically it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's similar in writing. It's more similar than not. Right. You know, there is some off things in it compared to, say, the Catholic Bible. But, yeah. yeah. So, four, Christian scientists distinguish between Jesus and Christ. For Christian scientists... Jesus was a man who lived in first century Palestine, and Christ is the name for a certain divine idea. Jesus is the human man, and Christ is the divine idea, hence the duality of Jesus, the Christ. The invisible Christ, the ideal truth that comes to heal sickness and sin through Christian science, became perceptible in the visible Jesus, who was a mere man and demonstrated the divine idea. Eddie once said, if there had ever existed such a person as a Galilean prophet, it would make no difference to me. Okay. It's a bold statement. It is. (laughs) But wait, there's more. I know. That's the interesting part. She doesn't stop there. Christian scientists deny the Trinity and replace the person of the Holy Spirit with divine science. Yeah. In Science and Health, Eddie denies the historic doctrine of the Trinity. Quote, the theory of three persons in one God, that is, a personal trinity or triunity, suggests polytheism rather than the one ever-present I am. In place of this concept, Eddie outlines her version of the triune God. Life, truth, and love constitute the the triune person called God, that is, the triply divine principle, love. Divine Trinity, they represented Trinity in unity, three in one, the same in essence, though multiform in office. God the Father, Mother, Christ the spiritual idea of sonship, divine science or the holy comforter. These three express in divine science the threefold essential nature of the infinite. Mm -hmm. Poor Gwen Shamblin, thinking she was the first to come up with the the no yeah trinity no trinity nope 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 you're hundred got she yeah you're a hundred years off hon hundred years too late yep <laughs> but boy you got a lot of hair my goodness Christian scientists this is number six believe that matter and sin are illusions Christian scientists believe that while matter material existence appears real to our physical sentence senses. It is ultimately illusory. To discover what is ultimately real, we have to rely solely on, quote-unquote, spiritual sense, end quote. The blessed purpose of Christianity is, therefore, to awaken through spiritually. Oh, I'm sorry, awaken thought Thought. spiritually. For this reason, they believe Jesus provided proof that the material senses themselves are mistaken about the nature of reality and that he showed that spirit and its spiritual creation are the reality. Sin and evil may appear to be real, but are merely a delusion. The only reality of sin, sickness, or death, Eddie wrote, is the awful act that unrealities seem real to human erring belief until God strips off their disguise. And I think that's quite foolish. 
honestly. It's brazenly careless. It is. You know, because basically. It shows a complete lack of understanding as to what it was Jesus was actually doing. He was indeed performing miracles. Mm -hmm. So when people appeared to be dead, they were indeed dead. Yeah. And through divine intervention, he brought them back to life. Mm-hmm. Or it's not that they appeared to be blind. They mm-hmm. were actually blind. No, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is where I think you, you see the core disconnect with Christian science. Yeah. Um, right here. Like, yeah. this is the spot, uh, at least when I was reading and looking into this. And so... This radical form of its philosophical idealism is believing basically that reality is purely spiritual mm-hmm. and, and the material world is an illusion. And that's a real hard bridge to cross. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you even get there? Like, this, how, do you, yeah. how does that become your thought? This process? includes the view that disease is a mental error. Yes rather than a physical disorder Mm -hmm. and that the sick should be treated not just by medicine, but they say not by medicine. And I'm going to clarify that a little more, but a form of prayer that seeks to correct the beliefs responsible for the illusion of ill health. So it's, it's, it's weird. The church will come out and say, Oh no, we don't require that Christian scientists avoid medical care. We don't, we don't come out like that at all. It's but, funny, you because, know, because oh, adherents adherents use dentists and optometrists and mm-hmm. obstetricians and physicians for broken bones and vaccination when required by law. Blah 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 blah. Um, but they maintain that Christian Science prayer is most effective when not combined with medicine. Yeah. So they have the statement that oh, we don't require that, but 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 yeah, it's not effective if you're combining it with medicine. Right. Yes. So. If you get somebody who's lost in this, you know, that's that's the bridge they got across. Yeah. Now, religion 101, for those who don't follow religion, mm-hmm. never really had much religion in your life, this is where religious people, especially Christians, look at this and go, <laughs> and laugh yeah. because it's not how it works. No. It's not a mental thing. It's not no. an illusion. Yeah. Uh, sin is not even illusion. It's real. It's real. Yes. And and with real consequences. And real consequences. Yeah. So I'm going to go 50,000 feet in the air okay. and give a basic kind of God synopsis for people that don't get it. But <laughs> okay. no, because there's questions that people ask, like, how could God let that happen to that kid? Right. How could blah, blah, blah happen and yeah. all that? And the thing is, is we covered this in Demons a bit. Mm-hmm. And those of you who haven't listened to Demons... You're going to hear this, but, and we go deeper into it, way deeper, but, but demons and demonology, we talked about how it's an absence of God. Correct. God gives you free will. He does. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, here it is. You can Mm -hmm. hear all the bullshit from everywhere else. I'm going to give you the 50,000 foot view. God gives you free will. Mm -hmm. It's the best gift you could ever be given in your whole life. Yes. Because you can choose to do whatever you like. Yes. And that's the whole point. You have to love God on purpose. Yes. You have to worship Christ on purpose. Yes. It can't be by force. No. It can't be anything. No. According to God, you have to go in on purpose. Yes. But God isn't a vending machine either. No, he's not. And you've got to just fall into the idea that I lay into this plan, this plan of the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. 
and and do this, I will be graced by God's plan. Yes. Full stop. Yep. Now, if you deviate from that because you were given the gift of free will, of free will you're now going down a road where you will not be blessed by God's grace and God's grace of his plan right. for you or, you know, just in general, and you'll be going down this way. So God's like, look, I can't help you. Yeah. You're over here. Yeah. You chose this. Yes. I can't help you. Unless and you come back to me. Unless you come back this way. Yeah. Ten commandments, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Follow these basic rules. So everything else you hear, the rosary, the indulgences, mm-hmm. the confession, mm-hmm. the the everything, that's all extra credit. Yes. Just just for people that aren't into Christianity, yeah. that's all extra credit. Right. What I just said earlier, that is the base core thing. That's the prerequisite yes. to get into this. So now to sit there as a Christian science, scientist, mm-hmm. it just sounds weird. Yeah. Um, but to be a Christian scientist or in, into Christian science and to say all that's an illusion yeah. is bitch slapping God in yeah. the biggest way possible. Yeah. You know, saying, yeah, it's all fake. It's in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, eh, maybe, maybe not. But the fact maybe is. Maybe it was in her head. You know. But that's more of a her problem. No, exactly. That's not a world problem. Exactly. And and the th- thing is, is we got into power of prayer earlier mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you hear miracles. Yes. And th- these miracles exist whether you want to Well, and here's another thing. She may not have been as sick or as ill as she thought she was. So another thing. Yeah. You know, her, her just taking herself out of it mm-hmm. and not focusing on the pain or whatever. Yeah. And just focusing on the Bible may have been enough in and of itself to let her body quote unquote, deal with whatever the issue was. Yeah. Yeah. Thus creating her spiritual so healing. You, so you think in Mary, Baker, Eddie might have over-exaggerated some things, possibly? I'm going um, with, I think Mary Baker, Eddie had some, um, I'm going to say she had some undiagnosed mental issues. Maybe. And from those undiagnosed mental issues is how we get to, you know, reality and matter not being real, mm-hmm. it being an illusion. Yeah. And this belief that she healed herself simply by reading the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, the number of times that a coincidence happens at the same time, like Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't mean what you necessarily think it means. And I think this is the important thing when someone gets into practicing a religion, any religion is you got to have a really, really good spiritual advisor. You do. You got to have someone in your life that has practiced this for years Mm -hmm. and and received good advice through their lifetime. Yes. This is where elders work in this type of situation. They can help answer those questions you may have or clear up errors in your your thinking Mm -hmm. or in your thought process about what you think it means as opposed to what is commonly... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this, be this is what happens a lot with Christian cults. Yeah. People get into Christianity, and I'm telling you, Christianity has a lot to offer, boy. If you har- harness it up, boy, it, it just pours 
yeah. pours results into your life. But yes. if you're not screwed on tight enough and yeah. you're not around a good group of people mm-hmm. to keep you in check and in line yeah. and remind you what it's all and about, yeah. you know, what it's all about. This is how you slide into the way down mm-hmm. in Christian science mm-hmm. and, you know, Jonestown and all Mormons these different and and Mormons the fetter- and the, Jehovah's uh, Witness yes, and things like yes, that. Yes. And, and I've said it before. I mean, Jen and I are practicing Catholics, but the Catholic religion isn't perfect either. No. You know, but what it shows is even something as long standing as the Catholic religion that evil exists. Yes. And that's where you It even exists within the church. That's what yeah. And yeah. I I don't understand how people don't see that. That if evil can be so vast and it can be Mm-hmm. Much like God everywhere. Yeah. And if it can make its way into the church, what makes you think that evil wouldn't ever come for you? I think there's this preconception with religion, especially Christianity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Catholic boy, it's hard being a Catholic because yeah. if you want people to dislike you and everything that comes out yeah, of your just mouth, say be, you're a Catholic. just say you're a Catholic and mm-hmm. you'll have all the sneers in the world pointed at you. Yeah. And I think the reason is, is, I mean, Catholics ask for it themselves in a way because Catholics are like, this is the serious way in. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, there's the rituals, there's the, you know, all of this stuff. There's, there's all the extra credit, so to speak, as I was talking about earlier, you know, but someone could look and I used to hear it all the time. It just, you know, somebody just, that's not very Christian of them. You know, they go and talk about everything and it's like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. They sin too. Just like everyone else. Yes. The question that's is. That's why they have confession. The question is, what are you doing about your sin? Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, personally for me, that's where Catholicism kind of fits a little better. Yes. Because it does hold you accountable. It does. For all the things you do wrong. Yes. You know, um, and, and you've got kind of a, I'm not going to say a tight leash because it's not a leash that you have on yourself. It's, it's a, it's a strictness that you adhere to yourself. Yes. You know, you the more you practice, yourself. the more you apply, apply to yourself. And that's how it works. That church funnels into you and you are your own church mm-hmm. in a sense with this outreach that's available to you. When you start pulling this stuff out with like the cults, that's how you're getting into cultville. Yeah. As if you start saying, I have all the answers. Whoa. Whoa. Easy there, Haas. Yeah. You know. You don't have all the Slow answers. Slow your roll. Even if you've got all the quote unquote answers, as you mentioned before, those are the answers for you. You, yes. That's the that's how it works, and I think that's what's that's what's thrown into the pot and stirred up too much. Yes, is you know everybody wants the one size fits all thing. They want this. They want that. They and, want the cookie cutter answer, and there yeah. isn't. No. There is no cookie cutter solution for yeah. these major issues same thing with like when people are talking about quote-unquote climate change there's not a cookie cutter solution there is no one right answer there is no one right way to fix it or to do it yeah yeah and i don't well no and even that like if you corner a like a scientist environmental scientist in a room and he's not politically responsible for what What he he or she says and all that stuff the real answer they're going to tell you is yeah, the world's going to run out at some point. Yes. Just period. Yeah. It's it's either it's, something's going to destabilize or fall apart or whatever, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
We are even if we collectively like say the miracle happened and we all collectively did it, it's not going to happen. And then you, you don't know about a solar flare exactly. or an We're asteroid one coming. Solar like, flare away. From yeah. Extinction done. at any moment. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, enjoy what you have. Yes. Make and, the best of the time that you yeah, have. Enjoy today. Love tomorrow. Yes. You know, and, and don't really think too freaking far past that, no. especially something you can't control. Right. Especially environmentalism, because, I mean, we, as a, say the United States, could do whatever the hell we want. But if China, India, and say two other countries aren't involved, which they're not. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a drop in a freaking bucket. Yeah. It's, it's literally like being on a sinking ship. Yeah. And you got... Well, it's like the Titanic. No, no, There's not enough lifeboats. I'm not even talking lifeboats. Like, say the boat is filling up with water, and you've got this massive collaborative deal of just, you know... Everybody bailing. A bucket system, and yeah. everybody's bailing. It doesn't matter if there's three of us that got a pump with a hose bringing the ocean water back into the freaking boat. Exactly. And that's that's in theory what's happening right now. Yeah. It's like, and in order to get the whole world to maneuver like that, yeah, you're talking about a world dominance that you don't freaking want. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, and what are you going to shave out of it? 20 years? You know, no one gives that answer. No, you know, they don't know. They, they have no idea. You know, but I think the fact that we haven't. No, you know what? Let's save that. Mm-hmm. Let's save that for when we do the cult of environmentalism. <laughs> environmentalism. Yeah. So number seven, most people only know of Christian scientists because of their reading room and their newspaper. And I will say I was familiar with the Christian Science Monitor. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. I was familiar with I that. I remember that around. Two institutions most associated with Christian science are reading rooms and the Christian Science Monitor. The manual of the Mother Church directs that, quote, each church of the Christian science denomination shall have a reading room and that literature literature sold or exhibited in the reading rooms of Christian science churches shall consist only of science and health with key to the scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy and other writings by this author. Also, the literature published or sold by the Christian Science Publishing Society, end quote. The sect describes a reading room as a place to read, pray, and get inspired, and a space where many have been healed by studying the lessons of the Bible and nurturing a connection with God, but you're only allowed to read the stuff that we print yeah. And we have available. Yep. The Christian Science Monitor was founded by Eddie in 1908 as a daily newspaper. The paper, which has won several Pulitzer Prizes, doesn't consider itself a religious publication, despite being one of five publications produced by the Christian Science Publishing Society. Eight. Christian scientists help create religious exemptions for medical neglect laws. A Christian scientist named Dorothy Sheridan was convicted in 1967 of involuntary manslaughter for refusing to treat her child's illness with antibiotics. The conviction promoted Christian scientists to lobby the government for a religious exemption from state medical neglect laws. Massachusetts, where Sheridan was convicted, granted one in 1971. Three years later, President Nixon's Department of Health, Education, and Welfare issued a ruling requiring states either to pass exemptions to child medical treatment laws based on religious exemption or lose federal funds. H.R. Bob 
Haldeman, Nixon's chief of staff, and John Ehrlichman, the chief advisor for domestic affairs, were both Christian scientists. As a result, 44 states eventually passed exemptions. This requirement was removed in 1983. A religious exemption was added to the text of the law in 1996, but was again removed in 2003. The most recent reauthorization does not include a religious exemption. In 34 states, as well as the District of Columbia, Guam, and Puerto Rico, exemptions remain in the civil child abuse statutes when medical treatment for a child conflicts with the religious beliefs of parents. Nine. Interesting. Christian scientists can take medicine, visit doctors, and don't necessarily oppose state-mandated vaccinations, as you said. Mm -hmm. Spiritual healing is a core teaching of Christian science, yet... While Christian scientists are discouraged from using medicine or seeking health care from a doctor, it's not necessarily forbidden by the religion. Hard stop for a second because in my firsthand account, it was actually strictly forbidden by this church oh, no. until 2010. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. was the brochure yes. part of it. You yes. know, I mean, that's uh, yeah, once you're in, it's well, the prayer doesn't work unless you're. Yeah, Unless yes. you're clear. Yes. You know. The official position of the sect is that it is a matter of individual conscience. On the issue of vaccine mandates, the official position of the sect is it has, quote, appreciated vaccination exemptions and sought to use them conscientiously and responsibly when they have been granted. But it also notes, for more than a century, our denomination has counseled respect for public health authorities and conscientious obedience obedience to the laws of the land, including those requiring vaccination. Christian Mm. scientists report suspected communicable disease, obey quarantines, and strive to cooperate with measures considered necessary by public health officials. We see this as a matter of basic golden rule ethics and New Testament love. So let's get into a firsthand account. I just, you know what? It's amazing. I laugh at the vaccination <laughs> writings now because, like, that was the largest amount of government bullying I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And you see it in these written texts of even cults and stuff yeah. like that where they're like, no, nope. you know, you can't mess around. With, you can mess around with anybody except the government, you know, and that's where we're at at this yeah. point, you know, and the governmental bullying of vaccinations was just unreal. Because everybody's company had all of this language in, and then mm-hmm. everybody was looking for religious ex- exemptions for it, and they were like, "Nope, not going to happen." Yeah, and religion. And here's the thing: it's been accepted for years, and religion took the knee. And yeah. this just shows you how dangerous government is right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't just, even allow you to go to church yeah. at a time when you, I, I argue, and our priest argued, a time when you need the church the most. Yeah. Time when you need your faith up. That I'm not going to go total rant on it, but I have to say it because it needs to be said. That moment in time with the COVID lockdowns and everything was just a terrible thing to show young people in the country. Yes. We have all these stories of our history where the shit came down and everybody stood up, did yep. their part, yep. went to work, uh, worked some service or, yep. or did something. But, but life went on. Mm-hmm. And this taught everybody to go into your home, hide, be afraid, and do whatever the government tells you to do. And I'm sorry. Take a look around and see how good that fucking plan worked out. Yeah. You know, 
kudos to you all. And I'm sorry that just the, the vaccine bullying and the mask bullying was incredible. And, uh, yeah, I think it just shows that, you know, everybody took the knee on that one. Everyone did because they had to. Yeah. Unreal. So in this firsthand account, uh, it should be noted, the woman that wrote this article, she wrote it about her father. Mm. Her father was a Christian scientist. Her grandfather was a Christian scientist. So she grew up in it? Pretty much, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And she goes into the history. She goes deep yeah. into this. I have to say, this article was probably... We literally could have just done this article for this episode because it was that thorough. And she talks about the early popularity of Christian science was tied directly to the promised and gendered by its core beliefs, the promise of healing. The overwhelming majority of those attracted to the movement came to be healed or came because a husband, wife, child, relative, or friend needed healing or the claims of Christian science were so compelling that people often stayed in the movement whether they found healing or not, blaming themselves and not the church's teachings for any apparent failures. The teachings were radically simple. The founder and leader of the church, Mary Baker Eddy, taught that disease was unreal because the human body and the entire material world were mere illusions of the credulous, a waking dream, if you will. And those who awoke and knew the truth could be instantaneously healed. And Eddie was big on capitalized generalities. Life, love, spirit were among her synonyms for God. Mm -hmm. What was the truth? We memorized it in Sunday school. Quote, the scientific statement of being, which assured us that there is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. Eddie's definition of man was even more stark. Man is not matter. He is not made up of brain, blood, bones, and other material elements. We were instructed to repeat as needed for whatever ailment came along from canker sores to cancer that the trick lay in the application. Allow no hint of doubt, neither aspirin nor vitamin, a dogma so dire it was taken to absurd lengths. During the height of the London fad for the faith in 1911, novelist V.S. Pritchett was indoctrinated into the mysteries by his father after, quote-unquote, dying cousin Dick leapt from his deathbed miraculously cured. Mm. Soon after, Pritchett, a lad of 11, was forced to walk to school on a sprained ankle. As Pritchett discovered, cousin Dick's results were impossible to replicate in the real world, and the consequences of Eddie's strictures She demanded, quote, radical reliance on her methodology to the exclusion of all else quickly caused havoc. Newspapers and prosecutors noticed the casualties, especially children dying of unreported cases of diphtheria and appendicitis. That's a problem. In the early years of the church, this touched off battles with the American Medical Association, which tried to have Christian science church... um, and their healers or practitioners arrested for practicing medicine without a license. Since practitioners did nothing but pray, however, their activities were protected by the U.S. Constitution. Reacting with righteous zeal, church leaders doubled down for decades, furtively slipping protections into the law and encouraging insurance companies to cover Christian science, quote-unquote, treatment. Since it cost very little, the company cynically complied. 
As a result, by the 1970s, the high watermark for the church's political power, with many scientists serving in Richard Nixon's White House and federal agencies, the church was well on its way to accumulating an incredible array of legal rights and privileges across the U.S., including the broad-based religious exemptions from childhood immunizations in 47 states, as well as exemptions from routine screening tests and procedures given to newborns in hospitals. The exemptions had consequences— Modern-day outbreaks of diphtheria, polio, and measles in Christian science schools and communities. A 1972 polio outbreak in Connecticut left multiple children partially paralyzed. A 1985 measles outbreak, one of several, at Principia College in Illinois, killed three. In many U.S. states, scientists were exempt from charges of child abuse, neglect, and endangerment as well as from failure to report such crimes. Practitioners with no medical training they become listed after two weeks of religious indoctrination, were recognized as health providers, and in some states were required to report contagious illnesses or cases of child abuse or neglect, even as their religion demanded that they deny the evidence of the physical census. Practitioners, of course, have no way of recognizing the symptoms of an illness, even if they believe it existed, which they don't. A whole system of Christian science nursing sprang up in unlicensed Christian science sanatoriums and nursing homes, catering to patients with open wombs and bodies eaten away by tumors. There were no medical treatments allowed to interfere with prayer. Assigned only the most basic duties, feeding and cleaning patients, Christian science nurses are not registered, have no medical training. Instead, they engage in bizarre practices such as leaving food on the mouths of patients who cannot eat, they provide no assistance for those who are having trouble breathing, administer no painkillers, react to no emergencies, quote, do not resuscitate, end quote, if is their default. But some of these facilities and the incompetent care they provide are covered by Medicare, the U.S.'s national health care insurance program. Still by this point, few people know or care what the Christian scientists have been up to, since the average person can't tell you the difference between a Christian scientist and a Scientologist. The decline of the faith, once a major indigenous sect, may be among the most dramatic contradictions in the history of American religion. Eddie forbade counting the faithful. But in 1961, the year this author was born, the number of branch churches worldwide reached a high of 3,273. By the mid-80s, the number in the U.S. had dropped to 1,997, and between 1997 and late 2018, 1,070 more closed while only 83 opened, leaving around 1,000 in the U.S. Mm. Prized urban branches are being sold off by the score, converted into luxury condominiums, museums, and Buddhist temples. The branch she attended on Mercer Island near Seattle is now Congregation Shavet Achim, a modern Orthodox synagogue. Worldly erosion eats away at the remainder. New York's third church on Park Ave is still open for spiritual business, but is leased for events during the week, sparking complaints about blocked traffic, paparazzi, and partygoers attending celebrity galas in the four-story Neo-Georgian sanctuary. The phrase, quote, God is love, is traditionally affixed to an interior wall of every branch, but during secular events, the words are concealed with a faux slate panel, lest they detract from, say, a runway, a runway show for Oscar de la Renta resort wear. Alcohol and coffee, shunned by church members since Eddie's day, are brought in by caterers. 
The slide into irrelevance has been inexorable. The number of practitioners has fallen to an all-time low of 1,126, and during the last decade, the Sentinel magazine has lost more than half its subscribers. The Monitor, the public face of the church, has become a kind of zombie newspaper, laying off 30% of its staff in 2016, and is now available as a five days a week emailed newsletter or a thin print weekly that has been bleeding subscribers. Principia, the Christian Christian Science Educational Institution, a separate entity from the Mother Church, has shed so many students that its future is in question. Its college enrollment was down to 435 in 2018. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported, while its school had 400 students with just eight in the first grade class, with an endowment of 680 million, one official noted, we are going to run out of kids before we run out of money. There just aren't enough Christian scientists on the planet, end quote. Nowhere is the hollowing out more obvious than at the massive Boston Mother Church itself. The flagship building is part of a complex in the city's back bay, known as the Christian Science Plaza, itself something of a tourist attraction. Over the past two decades, even as officials were telling the press that membership losses had quote-unquote leveled off, the Mother Church began cannibalizing itself, leasing out and selling off its parts. None of its 1960s-era structures are now occupied by the church that built them. While those still in use by the faithful require millions in restoration, the Grandmother Church extension, once termed an enormous domed monstrosity by an architectural association, rests on foundations that have been deteriorating and settling, causing marked, marked cracking on the interior. It's currently under repair, and it's slated to close in 2021 for two years. Is that the one in Boston? Yep. Oh. Remaining staff occupy the nearby publishing house, home to the Mary Baker Eddy Library for the Betterment of Humanity, as it was named on its founding in 2002, an archive for extending church-held copyrights in her unpublished work, it nearly bankrupt the organization. Led by board member Virginia Harris, the church squandered so much, so fast, $50 million on the library, modeled on the U.S. presidential libraries, and an additional $55 million on other re- renovations, that it may have led to Harris's leaving the board in 2004. But the reality of the existential crisis remained elusive to church officials. In 2005, Nathan Talbot and J. Thomas Black, longtime church leaders who had promoted recklessly irresponsible policies encouraging the medical neglect of children, endorsed ambitious plans for raising the dead. Black argued that Eddie wanted to keep alive the possibility of defeating mortality, saying, quote, what would set us apart as a denomination more than raising the dead, end quote. I mean, Black himself has had ample opportunity to demonstrate it. He died in December 2011, and he hasn't risen since, much Mm. like L. Ron Hubbard. Weird. Another church document envisioned a scenario in which an intergalactic Christian science reading room would be established on the Mir space station by 2009. That, too, remains a fantasy, but real estate has pulled them back from the financial brink. In 2014, the board announced that it had sold adjacent development sites on the plaza, one for $65.6 million, the other for $21.9 million. After years of struggling to balance budgets, staff at a recent annual meeting announced that the church was in possession of more than $1 billion in cash and assets. But as for all its attempts to reach a wider world, the church has found 
that the world could not care less. Outreach in Africa has netted a handful of practitioners in a dozen countries, but nothing on the scale of popular evangelical groups. A former scientist who worked at the church for a decade told me recently that employees chagrined by their insignificance were constantly praying about the imposition of omission, religious jargon for everyone forgetting about them. They were well aware, he said, that nine out of 10 people who go to the plaza know nothing about Christian science. Mm. For some of its disciples, however, Christian science remains a menace, causing unnecessary agony and early death. Death is never easy, either for the dying or for those left behind. It's now commonplace for ethicists to lament the ways hospitals encumber or complicate dying by encouraging hope where there is none or by refusing to clarify the point at which further intervention may be needlessly expensive or excruciating. But there is something worse than death in a hospital. There's dying unnecessarily of conditions or diseases for which real treatment or pain management is readily available. There's dying without help, without pain relief, without care. There's dying the way the Christian scientist died. There's dying the way her father died. Mm -hmm. And then she says she could smell it out in the hall. When I opened the door, a skull with the features of my father lifted itself up off the mattress and stared at me. He was in a hospital bed, but he wasn't in a hospital. He was in Sunrise Haven, a Christian science nursing home in Kent, Washington, and the smell was decay, the gangrene of his left foot. He had been noticeably lame for months. First, he was limping. As it got worse, he crafted his own footwear, cutting the toe box out of one of his tennis shoes. Eventually, he began having trouble driving. The problem was not poverty or ignorance. My father was well-off and well-educated. He had a Ph.D. from Columbia University, veterans benefits, and Medicare insurance. The problem was Christian science. Of course, he didn't want to talk about what was happening. He said it made his mental work harder. My brother, the only one of his three children who lived nearby, asked repeatedly if he would be willing to see a doctor. Questions pressed also by my sister and myself. He rebuffed all of it. And by August 2003, when he allowed my brother to take him to an emergency room, arguing that all he needed was someone to help wash the foot. The doctors examined him, and they found that two or three of the toes were already black. In the best-case scenario, they told him, even with medical treatment, he'd probably lose them. If he did nothing, the whole foot, and of course, his life. He was 75. And he began lecturing the doctors on the principles of metaphysics, as suggested by Mary Baker Otter. Well, why not? Yep. Patiently, they told him it was his decision to make. When my brother took them aside privately, asking what to expect, they told him that most people in his condition would eventually accept medical help. It was just too painful. Mm. But despite all of our arguments and urgings, his decision was never to go back. He acknowledged the gravity of his situation, but stayed home. Taking, talking among ourselves, we debated trying to force the issue by calling an ambulance if he fell, knowing that for as long as he remained compost mentis, he had the right to refuse medical intervention. We feared that if we violated his wishes, he would cut off contact and die alone in the house. The following month, he hired a Christian science nurse to stop by. She watched him struggle to wash his foot and loftily told him that she had seen such conditions healed completely by Christian science. She gave him sanitary napkins to to wrap his foot in, urging him to see it solely as a mental problem. He wept frequently your gangrene foot's just in your head, Grandpa. <laughs> Acknowledging That's at, all. at one point that the ball of his foot had, quote-unquote, broken off. The pain must have been intense. On the last day of September, he fell trying to get to the refrigerator. 
Then he checked himself into Sunrise Haven, where he would receive no medical treatment or even palliative care as offered in a hospice. Mm -hmm. His stay would be covered by Medicare, and he would be there the next seven months. And that's when they say by 2010, the church was like, yeah, no, you can get medical treatment. Well, it's too late now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a stump. Yeah. You know, a rotted stump. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you want to tape an aspirin to it now? So toward the end, her father was under the care of first one, then another practitioner, and they seemed to have set him um, a number of tasks. Practitioners commonly assign strange forms of mental homework, asking patients to recall previous healings or things they are grateful for. This became such a hackneyed tradition that students at the Christian Science College Principia call it gratefuls, which itself sounds like a disease. He left a list of healings on a note I found next to his telephone. There were exactly 11, some dated. The first was his grandmother's 1906 recovery from a tumor. The second, his father's 1918 First World War healing. My grandfather always spoke of rejecting medicine by walking out of the U.S. Army Hospital in France. Past scores of patients stacked in the halls. He may have done so, but the passenger manifest of the USS Mercy, the ship that brought him back from France, numbers him among the sick and wounded, suffering pleurisy with effusion. Five of the 11 healings were my father's own. The first was a 1936 healing of a broken arm when he was eight. In another document, he elaborated, described, describing the events in terms suggested of the numbness and disassociation that characterized his speech and behavior. A personal healing of an arm broken during childhood. Doctors examining x-rays said that the arm had been broken badly, but that somehow it had set itself. Immobilizing the arm in a cast, they predicted it would take many weeks to mend. Their predictions proved to be greatly exaggerated, and despite their concerns, concerns the arm has been completely useful for over 50 years. This is a typical list. This was This was considered, like, the norm. Yeah. You know, you're you're just fine. And in coping with his situation, it was hard not to respond with the same blank blank disconnection that he himself brought to it. When pressed to deal with reality, he fell back on bullying, irritably refusing all but the most trivial forms of help, mainly food, responding to expressions of alarm and concern, not with kindness but with sarcasm and content. But that was who he was. He was he had always been abusive and full of rage. Where that came from is unclear, but he apparently endured much as a child forced to heal so, his broken so, arm. So Christian science didn't heal the rage up or At anything? the age of eight. Yeah. You know, whatever he experienced then, I can only imagine, but I know what it made you him. See, this is a tough part. You get people that are raised on this shit. Yeah. You know, and, and this is a tough thing with, like, existence in humanity because, like, you got somebody that's existed only in this. They only know that. You got people that are born into Scientology. And that's all they know is Scientology. Yeah. That's all they know is all this other stuff. And you've got this whole other world going on. Some of this stuff is good. Some of it's bad. Yeah. You know, and, you know, let's look at that, you know, an example around here where we live, where you got the Amish around. Yeah. They live a total different existence. Mm -hmm. They're born into it. And, you know, they have their kind of fooling around at 16 where they get to do whatever they want or whatever age it is. And then, yeah. you know, the rum spring and, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and 90% of them go back. And the reason they go back is because it's a whole different world. Yeah. It's a whole different context. So now that's all you got to do is really, I'm going to say it, hope and pray that these groups are well, Yeah. because the ones that aren't well, 
create damaged people. Yeah. And people are damaged. And this is the thing that you hear about from cults when they're walking out of it and leaving it is they're alone. Yeah. And not only are they alone, they have nothing. They have no skills. They have yeah. no work history. They don't have anything. And there's nothing for them. And so these ones that are born with it and they break out of it, my heart pours out to them. It yeah. really, truly does. Because you've just been kind of under this bad situation. Yeah. But again, it's the same thing as someone that was born in a inner city hellhole. Yeah. And raised in that. It's the same exact thing. It's bad ideas on yep. top of bad ideas and people that just aren't, you know, like I was talking to you earlier in the car. It's just like my parents, like I look back, it's like, yeah, they they just didn't do certain things for yeah. me. You know, I mean, it just wasn't done. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, it wasn't done. And yeah. yet I had to exist and kind of figure it out. Right. Yeah. And that's... uh. You know, that's a that's a problem spanning just more into it's not just religions. It's different groups of mm -hmm. like just demographic areas where you live. And, you know, it's the same thing as yeah. the person that's raised in a trailer out in the middle of nowhere in the woods, you know, and just you could be homeschooled and brought up with a certain thing. But at some point you got to coexist in society, in the world, yeah. you know, and especially in these critical things. And this is where Christian science just falls flat on its face Yeah, is when you're starting to get into healthcare. Yes. You know, and healthcare is a mess to begin with, Yeah, let alone throw this in there and, and get that going. Yeah. And this poor guy, his foot fell off yeah. in early April, a fact confirmed to my brother by the quote unquote nurses who had passively presided over him. Around that time, my father offered to his son a piece of unsolicited advice, telling him that if his toes ever turned black, he should quote unquote take care of them. Yeah. Over the coming days, he peri periodically stopped eating, speaking in monosyllables, and he died on April 20th, 2004. Oh, yeah. That's too bad. Because gangrene, yeah. if left unchecked. Oh, yeah, no, it just runs it, rampant. Yeah. But this is no different than you watching Dr. Pimple Popper and they've got this two foot fucking growth yeah. on their back of their the neck number of or times something like that. And they've it's been like, like, oh, this has been here for 20 years. Yeah. I just like, like, what the hell? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like there was one time on there where the guy's like, no, this, this has only been here a month. Like yeah. for the first week it was, it just looked like a pimple. He's like, but now it's, it's growing too big, too fast. He's yeah. like, I'm alarmed. Yeah, no. And that's fine. But yeah. you know, it like, it but amazes the, me. Like the people on there, oh, I've had it for 10 years. Yes. It's like, it's what? Always. They've had, I've had this my whole life. Yeah. Since I was eight years old. I know. And it's, it's like, like, dude, you're 45. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll say it. Where were your parents? But then at some point you were 16, 18 years old and you could get this looked at, you know, I mean, I just, and I'm sorry. Yeah, you with, don't need your parents anymore. With Medicaid and everything else yeah. that's available in the States. Like this just shows and that you can thing. throw everything at somebody and it's, doesn't matter at all if yeah. they're just too fucking stupid <laughs> to fucking work with it. You yeah. know, I mean, that's the tough part with like social programs Yeah, is you're going after people who don't know how to take care of themselves. Yes. So somebody doesn't know how to take care of themselves. How are they supposed to function mm -hmm. 
you know, I get it. Toss money at them so they can eat and all that. I get that. I'm fine. Fine, yes. But the medical care stuff, it's yeah. like they need help. Yeah. They need a counselor. How are you helping them? They need someone. Yeah. They, Where's their support system? Yeah, and there's Where? no support system. Yeah. So all the You're people. You're just giving them money. Do they know yeah. what to do with it? All the do pe- they know what it's for? Well, no, I'm going against <laughs> the people that pump this bullshit into your head that, oh, we need to build this big system. Where is it? I'm 48, and that's all I've heard is this system's going to take care of this, this system going to take care of that this system's going to take care of this and nothing's fucking changed nothing no it's the same people that had the same problems and there's no help for them and then there's this huge group somebody's got to recognize this is a problem it's like they've been doing it since 2000 bc yeah it's the same freaking thing and i just had this talk with co-workers over mental health yeah you know and i was just like look it's it's always going to be a problem it was it a is. problem in big biblical times. Yes. It was a problem going up through every single era, through Rome, yes. through the Renaissance yep. period, through the Victorian they never area. Knew what to do all with this them. stuff. They never know what to do with these people. Yep. And I hate anytime you say these people, that's a dangerous statement. You know, yeah. things are going crazy. But but the fact is, is even when we were younger, that was the post end of the whole institutions mm-hmm. and all that. And what oh, yeah. people got to remember. Were like, oh, we're, we're going to close down all these institutions because the conditions these people are in are in her. They're, they're, yeah, horrible. they're horrible. They're horrendous. Now they're homeless. Yes. So you, know, you, you threw them out on the street. Begging for nothing? money, dying with fentanyl, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, and I was, okay. explaining, yeah, I was explaining it to some coworkers, you know, I was like, I was like, and the problem was, is you couldn't say anything about that because you were challenging science. Yeah. You know, you were challenging science. Yeah. You don't know. We're doing, these lobotomies are going to change everything. And mm-hmm. that's how it was then. Yeah. You know, and then everybody, you know, then the whole inverse of that created, these people are in a horrible condition. It's like, okay, you don't want to spend any money. Yeah. You don't want to donate any money to them because they came, they went from private. No one wanted to invest in it anymore because yeah. it couldn't state be sustainable right so the state absorbed all of yeah it. and then even the state people didn't want to put their taxes towards it yeah this is new york saying this yeah i'm not talking about kentucky no. i'm not talking yeah. about you know georgia or you know alabama or anything like that i'm talking about new york and this what's... doesn't work in liberal new york yeah and 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 if it doesn't work in liberal new york where the fuck does it work yeah you know, and so this is where you have to just come with the acceptance that a there's people with less intelligence that exist, yes, and they need help. Yes. They need help from you, yes, not a system. No, you know, and yes. there's people that have emotional problems, yes, and they need help, yes, from you, you. not the system, yes. because the system hasn't worked in four thousand years. Yes. End of statement. Full stop. Yeah. And and then here's another example of the system. California, I've been tracking onto this case, and it's unfreaking real. Irving, uh, Irvine, California. This uh, two doctors, a dermatologist and a radiologist. Okay. Dermatologist is the wife. Radiologist yep. is the husband. husband. Husband last year in like April. Yeah, it was a year ago. Um, was fucking morning tea has mm-hmm. morning tea every freaking morning. It's tasting weird. He doesn't know what the fuck's oh, going on. She's poisoning him. So he goes, gets the fucking tea tested. It's fucking Drano. She's putting fucking Drano <laughs> in his fucking tea. Yeah. It's this fucking Asian married couple. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I think they're Asian. And uh, yeah, he's just getting fucking stomach ulcers mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. like that. 
And uh, so he talks to the cops about it. The cops are like, fucking put cameras around your house. Try to catch her. Yeah. So he puts cameras all around the house. They got two kids, elementary kids. Yeah. And it's on fucking video. Yeah. In July, he starts bolstering up this thing, submits the evidence and all that yep. stuff. And uh, it shows her multiple times with the fucking Drano thing. He even put a fucking saran wrap, like covered his tea with saran wrap. Mm -hmm. Like had it made and then covered it. And she fucking uncovered it, put the Drano in there, put the fucking cover back on. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, holy shit. So, and no, this gets better. August, mm -hmm. he finally presses charges. She okay. just got indicted now. What the hell is going on? Uh, what the hell is going on? I just, uh, yeah, this is where a lot of people are right now. Like they're just, yes. what the fuck is happening? Yes. You know, especially when he's got it on camera, he's got he's, it on he's camera got the evidence from the doctor's visits. But here's the thing. As soon as I found out I was being poisoned, yeah. if you think for a second I'm going back in that house. No, but here's the thing. He's got kids. Yeah. Like, this is the problem. Yeah. And so she's she's actually has visitation to the kids still. Oh, my God. It's like, what is going on here? This woman Did is they not fucking watch crazy. The sense where the mother was poisoning her children? I just like it's unreal. Yeah. She was arrested in August and she was released on $30,000 bond. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, and she's, <laughs> she's playing not guilty, you know, which I mean, Hey, it's the justice system. You can yeah. play any way you want. Yep. You're innocent until proven guilty, Jeez, you know, Louise. but yeah, I just, the fact, like, I just sit there and shake my head, like unfucking real. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no advantage there. None. I'll just keep that very low and baited right there. No advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Poisoning this guy's drink over and over and over yep. again on camera. Yeah. And indicted now. Yeah. Since last year in April and brought the evidence in in July. Yeah. So that's Christian science, huh? Some cool, crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, if you want to live. Yeah. Or keep your foot at least, yeah. you know. I, I I don't like when people try to corrupt science and make it fit whatever their stupid thing is they're doing. Like it's, Scientology. Yeah. There's no science in Scientology. Well, and it's no the same science thing. Science and Christian science. It's the same thing with Christianity too. Like yeah. these things can exist in harmony together. Mm -hmm. They really can. Mm -hmm. And and it just gets messed up so bad, you mm -hmm. know, because people get too big up on the power of mm -hmm. it all and they get lost in there, you know, but for that round of cult, put that one on the list. Yeah. Next week. What do we got? We have Medjugorje. Yeah. Which if it sounds remotely familiar to you, it, I don't remember whether it was the, I think it was in the 80s where there were a series of miracles happening in Medjugorje, and I believe it's in Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive deep into that. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. That was, I remember that happening in real time. I think they even did an episode of uh, Unsolved Mysteries Unsolved on Mysteries, it. Unsolved Mysteries, like, get out of here. What's happening here? How would you know that? That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know, because yeah. that was the one show where both my parents were like, this is good. <laughs> so we, like, we had the green light to watch it. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yeah, Okay. That that's how that worked. All right. Rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Six. No apathy. You need to act help and act a positive change in the world. Put your shopping cart away. Buy yeah. coffee for the person behind you. If, you know, pay for somebody's groceries if you can. Yeah. Pay a layaway for somebody. Yeah. If that's even still a and thing of places. And if you don't places. have money, just help somebody out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Help, you know, help a person defaults the across money. the road or, you know, yeah. help them put their groceries yeah. into their car or whatever. Remind people that there are nice people out there. Yes. And the way you can do that is by being nice yourself. That's true. Next one. Don't engage with black-eyed people. They have black eyes. People with black eyes. Go away. Not black-eyed people. That sounds bad. People with black eyes. (laughs) 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 Next. Just listen. Yep. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. And uh, we hope you have a lovely day, a wonderful week. And make good choices. Take care.